If you're interested in dissolving the origins of disease, finding solutions to your health problems, and living a full, meaningful, joyful life, then make sure you tune in for your weekly vitality check. Each week, the team from Vitality Multitherapy unpacks illness and explores what it truly means to be healthy. Join us as we usher in a new paradigm in healing and take a multi-perspective approach to the myriad of challenges that we face in our modern world. Together, we will go well outside the limited box of conventional medicine and find answers and solutions that put you back in the driver's seat of your own health and your life. Buckle up, join us on this journey, and let's make sure to have a little fun along the way. Welcome back to the Vitality Check Podcast. Glad to be here today with Dr. Jason Loken and Kevin Longpray sitting right beside me, Jason Turnbull, as always. Glad to see you, buddy. I'm god. very happy to see you. Oh god, <laughs> so good. <laughs> really good to see you guys. Boy, I'm feeling right now. Yeah, you're. It's amazing. It's, it's contagious. Overwhelming. It's contagious. So yeah. So today, guys, we're going to talk about GERD or reflux, and like we've done our past couple segments, we're going to work on maybe top three strategies that we can share with our listeners of ways they can look at managing their GERD. So we'll share, you know, our top three lists, if you will. Of things that we've implemented in our own in our own practices and strategies that we've used with our clients um, about ways that they can manage their GERD and reflux system reflux symptoms as best as possible. So, Kev, I'm going to throw this to you. Why don't you start us off today? What uh, What do you like to chat about with GERD with your clients? Okay, well, there's a there's a couple of things. So, uh, one thing that I see often with people coming in with uh, heartburn reflux. Um, are definitely issues anatomically in terms of the actual sphincters. So like the cardia valve leading into the stomach um, and the pyloric leading out of the stomach. So there quite often is spasm in one of, usually you'll have different symptoms because the cardia will lead to people feeling like they're, they have indigestion, like it's hard for the food to go down. Whereas the pyloric will be more of the, uh, acid reflux where they feel like it's just not passing and it and it keeps coming up. So you have people often that are uh, burping after they eat and things like that, that uh, quite often are very problematic. So um, those are some anatomical things that need to be looked at um, as well as the uh, interrelated uh, neurology for, for those zones as well. So see, <laughs> there you go. looking at my notes, right? Um, so that, that is number one, uh, cheating. Number, so obviously in terms of an anatomical stuff as well, relationships between all the organs as well. So you can have, you know, adherences between the diaphragm and the stomach, the, the lung, the, the heart, uh, all these things can impact the functioning of things coming down into the stomach and exiting properly. Uh, the diaphragm is a massive, massive impact view that the cardia is actually embedded in it. Uh, this is a very important uh, organ to have um, mobile and to have uh, working properly. So that in terms of uh, anything, in terms of advice for anyone that has heartburn, for sure, breathing technique is a huge uh, uh, plus into helping uh, create mobility and blood flow to that area. Uh, when we look at anything in terms of the emotional impact around uh, heartburn, so anything to do with stomach um, 
and, and any of those symptoms of indigestion normally revolve. And this is something that is so prevalent right now in society is so many people come in with stomach issues. One being heartburn is being a major one uh, is a difficulty in swallowing a particular situation. <laughs> so if you're having a hard time accepting something, a hard time dealing, digesting something, uh, this is absolutely something that can occur if you it's been going on for a lengthy amount of time and quite often and or the impact size or the trauma impact is greater than normal uh, these are some of the things that you can suffer from so it's important to look at those aspects of things to to have some solution uh, in place to help you get through it and be able to digest that that particular topic uh, or situation that you're living at the moment uh, the important thing to remember is not to panic about fixing it in one day. So solution to it could be over a lengthy period of time. But as soon as your body starts to realize, all right, they actually have a game plan here. Uh, we're going to start to calm down. So th it's important to remember things take time. But as long as your the wheels are in motion, then normally the biology starts to rectify itself. Number three would be one thing I find a lot was contrary is you'll see people taking anti-acid anti -acid, uh, medication to help with the uh, acid reflux. Uh, quite often, I find that people are actually low in gastric acid. So then uh, this could be an issue of, of uh, potentially rec recommending a an enzyme that can help with uh, um, um, more uh, with uh, better digestion. Uh, due to the fact that their gastric acid is low. So sometimes there's certain tests we'll do to make sure that that's not the case. And uh, that is it. That is my three. I have the structural the, issues, the structural issues. I have uh, the emotional link, the emotional link got to of, down for of uh, difficulty accepting a situation. <laughs> yep. And then we have the low acidity uh, uh, angle of things. Great. Yeah, buddy. Those were, those were good. And I'm going to, kind of piggyback on those because you're going to see some overlap with me on the ones that you talked about here too so which usually means when we get overlap those are where the gold is that's where the gold is other than what jason says because there's always gold in what jason says yeah. so i am going to go with um first one i'm going to say totally agree with the we are not um i always tend to think what are we not stomaching what am i not digesting very well what am I having trouble swallowing? So exactly the same as what um, Kevin said, that comes up a lot more than you would um, often believe because sometimes we're not really consciously aware of that. But if we can step back and listen to the body and then I'll often ask people, you know, what does it feel like in your body, whatever it is that you're going through? And then really trying to be specific as far as what that actually feels like to you. And then ask yourself, where else in my life am I experiencing something similar to that? And a lot of times you will see where the rollover between, you know, the, the metaphysics part, the emotional mental piece, as well as how that's affecting us physically, because the body will often mirror it in its own unique way. So I would look at that and then I would you know, a lot of times you don't even have to completely deal with it. You just need to shine some light on it and bring awareness to it. I, I often think of the body being like the little kid where it's like sometimes you just have to know that you've got its back, that you're there for it, that you're going to be working on something. And that starts the process of, of it, let it kind of letting go. It, like it feels like it's been heard. And once it's been heard, now the healing can start. But then, you know, follow through with it as best as you can. 
Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It takes the, it's like, okay, I don't have to be so loud anymore because they got it. And then you can start to implement what's required to start to bring, bring things back into balance. Um, a <clears throat> couple of things just about GERD in general. Sometimes people don't realize things like chronic cough and asthma and um, difficulty breathing, those are often symptoms of GERD as well that we don't often think about. We, we get the classic heartburn. And Jay, uh, Kev, you did a good job explaining some of the other pieces of that too with the different parts involved. But I think the... Um, the breathing stuff and the asthma and the difficulty breathing and, and the chronic cough, those things are often tied to it as well because we do get this this acid that kind of spurts up. <coughs> um, <laughs> All right. A little sip of water. Okay, so that ties into the mental emotional piece the other thing that i'm going to go is exactly what kev said too so much we are told that it is from too much acid and the vast majority of time it's actually not too much acid it is too little acid now how is that possible well you need to have a certain ph in your stomach and if your ph in your stomach is starting to become too alkaline and not acidic enough that's where you start to run into troubles. If your pH in your stomach is like two, like very acidic, which it's supposed to be, then there's an actual reflex that goes to the esophageal sphincter telling it to clamp down and stay closed. And so if your stomach acid starts to become less and less and becoming more alkaline, then that reflex doesn't work very well. So then the valve doesn't actually clamp down. So then the little bit of acid that's there splashes up really easily. When you start to get your stomach acid back into the right balance, a lot of times that reflex kicks back in, we keep the esophageal sphincter down, and then we don't get the acid reflux as much. So taking an antacid will decrease your symptoms because you're just dropping acid down so low, so low but there's a lot of long-term problems with that. We need a certain pH in the stomach to break down food and actually access different nutrients to break down protein digestion. All of these things are important. And the pH in your stomach is the first step for then activating inactive enzymes in the pancreas to having the right pH to make sure that we release enough bile in the gallbladder to for digestion and stimulate the next process with peristalsis. All of that starts up here. So if that's off, you're going to have a lot of downstream problems. So it's a, it's a really good one to get checked first. We will usually do something more like a betaine hydrochloric acid challenge where you actually will take um, specific amounts of betaine hydrochloric acid, which is a, a supplement, and look to see until you get warming in the belly. Now, there's a whole process around that. And that's something you can look into in more detail, but that is something that we usually will look at to find as a test to see where is the right amount for you and how low are you. So the mental emotional piece, what are you not stomaching? getting your low acid back up into balance. And that's something, again, you can work with a practitioner to help you sort of guide that. And then the third one specifically is diaphragm breathing. I was at a conference and they had an endoscope down 
looking at the esophageal sphincter. And when people were chest breathing, like when they're more in a fight or flight state, in a stress state, we don't breathe down here, we breathe up here. And so when they were in that fight or flight state, breathing from up here, the valve went really wide open and the acid could fluck up and down. As soon as they switched it to getting the person to do proper diaphragm breathing where, where the belly actually expands out and down. You know, right now, if you're there, put your hands on your belly and just take a breath in. Your belly should extend out and down, right? Not go in. Like a lot of times people, I've had people no, where they like, do literally like reverse breathing. <laughs> and what happened was when they did that, the valve totally clamped up because you're changing pressure dynamics between the thorax and the abdomen when you're doing these things. So I was astounded at how much that happened. And so getting people to start to be aware of breathing. Now, part of that getting aware of breathing is it's it's a two-way street. If you start getting diaphragm breathing properly, you will start to calm down your autonomic nervous system. And if you also calm down your autonomic nervous system, you will probably start to engage more diaphragm breathing. So, you know, some of the stuff we've talked about in other ones, Kev, you've mentioned autonomic nervous system several times in different ones. Um, check that stuff out because all of that will play into it. So diaphragm breathing, um, optimize your stomach acid levels. Usually you're low and you need more. And then the mental emotional piece about what am I not um, stomaching? What am I not able to, what situation am I not swallowing well? Um, take a look at all of those things. Well, you guys thanks are, for joining us. <laughs> you guys are really good. Check, check, check. Yeah, that's, you just stole so let's a lot of my, this. yeah. Okay, so I'm going to keep this one really short, Kev. <laughs> I don't believe it. I don't believe it. All right. I'll do my top three. Perfect. Same. I would have said structural first. So people coming in to see, <clears throat> to see me as an osteopath, um, like you guys both said, checking that cardiac sphincter, uh, what I seem to find a lot clinically is a stomach and expiration. So for us osteopaths to kind of rotate it off to the left, to me, it keeps that cardiac sphincter open, <clears throat> which allows some of those, you know, the acid to spill back up into the esophagus, if you will. So I think that's a big part is to check that. Um, and then you can do our, our, our little sphincter techniques, right, to help to, to help them close. And then neurologically, almost what Kev was saying earlier, that upper T-spine. So greater splanchnix, uh, T5 to T9, got to ensure that you're getting the proper uh, neural distribution from that area of the back. So again, a common area for people to get stuck. Uh, so checking the greater splanchnix and vagus nerve. So the base of the base of the skull, uh, 10th cranial nerve, ensuring that the pathway for both is open. So that's what I think are the big things I look at clinically, you know, inside of a broader picture, but the, the specifics are there. Um, I usually like to discuss stress management with people. Obviously, stress is a big thing for people with with um yeah, good call is a big a big thing for people with uh, reflux is stress, high acidity, high whatever acidic body, if you will. Um, so stress management. So I'm not gonna get into a lot of you guys already said it, whether that's yoga breathing, whatever you can do, A, being aware of it, taking time on spending time every day for something that you want to do to help manage your stress. Um, I think we'll, we'll, again, it's like bringing your awareness to the situation will slowly help in that reflex um, paradigm as well. Um, the last one I had in, and it's a kind of a difficult thing to bring up with some, some people I find, but you know, we're, they're here to see us for the right reason. Um, there's no mistake that the, the people that tend to get GERD tend to have, be a little bit overweight. So weight management strategies, I think is good. It's a discussion that has to be had. Um, just trying to encourage them that, you know, stats show that, you know, the, the heavier you are, the more that reflux plays a role, probably in the way that the diaphragm is able to pump up and down. We know why that happens. 
but I think it's part of our toolboxes to to recommend that you know maybe they are trying to spend a little bit more focused time on eating a better diet and spending more time exercising for the long term solution of not having reflux. I think that's a a strategy that has to be at least talked about um, yep. for people. Awesome. That was one of the ones on my list too, but when I'm trying to narrow them down, because yeah. again, all these topics, you could, you could check like 10 different things easy. So it's trying to figure out what are the biggest ones we've seen clinically. So you guys can then take them and experiment with them. When you talked about stress too, it's like, it's such an important one because we're, that'll probably come into almost everything and go back and listen to the one we did on fight or flight and, and um, getting out of that, because there's different systems that you have to get in check to really balance that out. And when it comes to like reflux, when, when you're in fight or flight, you got to remember digestion is set up for being in rest and digest. It's parasympathetic dominance. So if you are in fight or flight most of the time, over time, you are not going to spend the energy to digestion. It's a low priority system when your body thinks you're running away from a bear. So it's like it's going to constantly be shunting it to other systems. And a lot of times what happens are like, you know, I used to be fine and never had any troubles. Well, it's, it's, it's progressive. You know, you take year in, year out of being constantly under more and more stress. You're just taking energy away and moving it to other pieces because that's not high priority for the body at that time. So you have to retrain the nervous system so that th the systems all start to balance back out. So I can't really emphasize that one enough over time is like, that's always going to be in the background there for just about everything. For sure. And that's why you have the people coming to see us. I, I, tell new patients a lot like half the people who come in to see us are saying i did this and my pain started but the other half of people come in saying i don't know it started for no reason i don't know why there was no mechanism of injury and that's the that's the discussion to have right that well, yeah your body the, the symptom is the last thing to come out right? that's right you don't see the big buildup beforehand the Just postural like habits the, we've had the stress that we've we were, had we were writing down before is one indicator for stomach issues is, is a lot of people coming in with shoulder pain so bicep, uh, issues, bicep, things like that, which there are relationships between bicep, uh, uh, pec clavicular and things like that for, for stomach, uh, in particular. So, uh, people suffering from shoulder stuff quite often have an, a stomach issue that is actually the, the main reason why they have a shoulder problem. So, uh, these are things to look at as well, just because, uh, Quite often, it could be masked by something else that you're suffering from. Top four list from Kevin Longbury today. Yeah. Yeah. Bonus. One extra bonus one. That's a bonus. That's oh, a bonus one. Bonus, bonus round. <laughs> we have to add in bonus rounds. Yeah. All right. Great. So check those ones out again. See what works for you. Let us know uh, which which ones really fit for you, and if you got any success incorporating any of that stuff. Again, please share like subscribe all of that stuff it really does help by far getting this type of information out and helps with the algorithms and all that stuff so we very much appreciate all you guys tuning in and listen to us chat about this stuff that's kind of fun for us just get together and have these conversations anyways so all right much love everybody and we'll talk to you soon all the best